Welcome to another episode of Rethinking Health with the Healthy Attorney. I'm your host, Sophia N.S. Blair, author, attorney, and avid health advocate. Let's get started. On today's episode, we'd like to welcome Natalie Clark Richards. She is an Amazon best-selling author and a certified life coach. Thank you for having me. Yes, I am an Amazon best-selling author, certified life coach, and a certified trainer in the Jack Canfield Success Principles. Welcome again, Natalie. I'm going to play something for you right now, and you just let me know your thoughts on the matter. Okay. I've never idolized anyone. I, I admire people. I look yeah. up to people, and, and I admire their talent and, mm-hmm. and, and their gifts that uh, you know God has blessed them with. But um, my mother told me never to idolize mother never she never she told me never to um, look at people um, as an image look at them as people because they are people and if you meet people most of the time that you idolize um, you may find uh, you know if they come off maybe they're not feeling well that day and they may come off a little different then you feel rejection and you feel hurt you feel disappointed that this person didn't live up to your expectations mm-hmm. so you know you, you I was told never to put anybody up on a pedestal, you know, to admire them. Yeah, that was that was such a powerful piece because I resonate so much with her saying having people on a pedestal is setting you up for rejection and all that comes with rejection. Me growing up, I had this... I was in that space where I would always look up to people and expect so much of them. And I think it was more so because I know that I would, within myself, do that for people. But then I had too much, too high of an expectation and then they didn't live up to it. And I felt like I was the bad person. You know, it's me why they're rejecting me or whatever story I made up. And then I lived with that. I made that become my truth when in fact like she said they probably had a bad day but I didn't see it as such because I have them at such high standards and it just ruined my self-esteem ruined my self-confidence and then that's how I operated in my teenage years in my 20s and then it took me all my 30s to work on myself (laughs) so hence me having my book and being a personal development coach like I feel like I need to reach back to those women who may have interpreted someone's bad day and took that on and they are wearing it still. So how do you prevent yourself from taking someone's bad moment as a reflection of your own, I guess, behavior? Yeah, it's just like what she said, not having expectations of people. So whenever I walk into a, a conversation or any, or meeting anyone, I tend to let them show me their truth instead of me formulating what I think. Like, oh, this person looks whatever they must be, and I make up a story, and then they don't live up to it. I just, I just let people be people because we're all humans. We all have flaws. We have our own insecurities that we may wear or we may not wear. So I don't want to project my high expectation on you so i just let you be you and then whatever you show me that's what i now operate from like okay you seem whatever 
that's what you present to me and that's what I give back. It's almost like we reciprocate. <laughs> so how do you deal with a rude person then? So you encounter somebody you don't know, you now have no expectations for this person and you know, you walk up, you, you say hello and but their greeting is, is less than nice. How do you how do you handle that situation? So yeah. So in that case, I won't reciprocate the energy because I won't take on anyone's rudeness because I don't project rudeness. I tend to be kind and gracious. So if I come to someone and I say good morning and they didn't respond or whatever, I still give them my high energy. Like I still ask them, so how are you doing? I'll give them my smile and my smile tends to just lower the, the you know, that whatever they're going through and they often smile back or whatever sometimes it's as, it's as simple as that or i'll just sometimes they don't know that they're actually projecting rudeness so I'll, I'll just say so how's your day going you seem to have a rough day or are you having a rough day i'll ask the question so i don't assume they're being rude for whatever and sometimes that's all they need to open up so would you say that's beneficial for you to at least try to change the energy that someone's given off before giving up on them? Yeah, I bring, I, I maintain my energy because there was a time when I would try to match your rudeness and I'd become rude and then we'd just have this clash of bad, rude energy happening <laughs> and no one benefits and we walk away all heated and upset and it carries into your day. Like, that's been my experience. Like, I encounter somebody rude, and I take it on, and then my entire day I meet rude people. And then it just heightens how I show up. And so, I was like, no, that's, that's exhausting, actually. And I won't let people change me. I am naturally a compassionate, nice person. <laughs> and I don't want people to change me into becoming their version of whatever. I just bring me. So what pointers would you give someone who struggles with, I guess, developing expectations for others or putting other people on a pedestal and have found that that has not really benefited them emotionally or otherwise? Yeah, I, I ask a lot of questions. And as a coach, that's what I do. So I'll ask, I'll ask like, why, why do you think X, Y, Z, or the thoughts that you have or whatever you say to me, I'll ask you, why do you say that or think that? Because normally it's coming from somewhere else. And it's normally coming from your childhood where mama, grandpa, somebody said something that made you formulate a story of what's running you now and you may just need to shift it and notice that that's how you're still thinking. So I tend to ask questions because it normally sparks and go somewhere else. Hmm. So do you think someone that develops expectations or these stories or putting people on a pedestal, do you think that stems from somewhere specific? It could be. It could be society because you know how we tend to have celebrities or people we see on TV at this high level, like we think they're invincible almost. Like, you know, we hold them with such high regard that when we hear that they did something faulty or, you know, something less than what we would expect. We are so disappointed. So I think society just normally just projects that onto us and then we just grow with that, having high expectations of everyone else and mm -hmm. sometimes not 
with ourselves. <laughs> so is there a way to not, I guess, to be disappointed but not internalize that disappointment to, to where it becomes some sort of reflection on you for, you know, beating up yourself or idolizing that person in from the start or or thinking that it's some sort of reflection of poor judgment on your part. Yeah, and, and there are things, exercises that you can do, and that comes with personal development and personal growth. Like myself, I had to actually do personal development, like show up, have a coach, and do therapy, and get those things out of my head and replace them with new thoughts and new experiences that I want to create that weren't helping me. So um, I would say working with a professional or a coach or somebody who can give you work exercises that can help you process those high expectations or you know traumas that you may have is definitely beneficial and it's definitely personal growth and you are worth it. And is there a timeline do you, that you think people uh, are able to overcome some of these traumas? Is there a timeline like six months, you know, one year, two years? <laughs> no, there is no timeline because like I told you, it took me my 30s to actually be able to show up to you today and actually have a conversation and not be thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm saying or whatever stories that used to run me in my 20s that made me feel like I'm not enough. That it took me my thirties, so what? That's ten years. <laughs> I am now actually twelve. I am turning forty-two. So, would you say that personal development is a lifelong journey? There is no timeline. Exactly. So, every day we are developing, we're growing, we're learning, and we. Well, my strive is always to be better than the day before. So if every day you wake up and you're open to what's new and what you'll grow into today, then I would say it's a lifelong journey. Perfect. Now, do you have any final thoughts on what was said? Yes. So I am going to share with you a chapter from my book. Well, not a chapter, but on a little verse. And it's coming from chapter two and it's called make a choice and this particular moment i went to see eckhart tolle and he's an author a spiritual person and he does a lot of um, meditations and all that good stuff uh, he's deep in spirituality and i went to see him in downtown miami and he said the primary cause of unhappiness is never the situation but it's your thoughts about it so it goes back to what I'm saying, or that what I, we were talking about earlier, that it's always the thoughts that you are using to run the situation that you're in. Those stories that you're playing over and over and over is the cause of your unhappiness or your happiness. So when I say make a choice, you get to literally choose, okay, so am I going to choose this thought of unhappiness or I'm going to choose another thought? that's going to uplift me today. Well said. Your book, Love Out Loud, is available on Amazon. I look forward to having another conversation with you and thank you so much for your insights. Yes, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.